0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Johnners Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjohnners.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. Happy St. Patrick's Day. It is Thursday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day uh, here, definitely in Canada, US, and uh, a lot of other places around the world. Uh, I want to thank you uh, for all the Johnners listeners uh, joining us on today's broadcast. Also, we're part of the Ontario Indie Podcasting Network throughout Ontario and Canada, and I want to thank you for joining us on YouTube and Facebook, and Rumble, if you're watching us uh, visually, Rumble's a new uh, service created by a Canadian, it's going to be competing with uh, YouTube, basically, so it's a slow starter, but we are on there, uh, along with uh, Talk is Jericho, uh, they're part of uh, that network as well, so... We're going to be part of that upstart. We are also audio versions of our program on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Well, I want to encourage you guys to stop by our website, uh, scumbagswrestling.ca, and also our Facebook page because daily throughout the month of March, we are doing the Ontario Indie March Madness Tournament. We started round two earlier today and uh we're narrowing down 64 stars of ontario down to one by april 1st and we'll see who's uh, standing tall at the end of it um we're not normally doing regular news but uh yeah unfortunately scott hall passed away this past week and uh thoughts uh for all the fans family and friends of uh scott at this time uh definitely a huge influence and i think uh Throughout the history uh, of the show, we've talked about Scott a bunch of times and will be uh, in the future. So we are talking about history of wrestling March 11th to the 17th, but we can't do that until we go over to Niagara Falls. And welcome, Jonesy. How Good are evening. you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day. It's quite warm outside uh, for this time of year, and uh, the maple syrup is uh, – starting to come out of the trees, and I know you had some uh, recently.
0: Yeah, I've already uh, gone twice to – I'm going to do a cheap plug because they don't pay me for it anyways. But McLaughlin's uh, Maple Syrup uh, just outside of uh, London in the Kamoka area, definitely a place to go to, $15 for all-you-can-eat breakfast and uh, fresh maple syrup. So, like I said, great time of the year, February into March. With the weather changing like that, great for syrup, especially in Canada. And, yeah, St. Patrick's Day, great weather uh, out there. Almost 20 degrees, I think, here in London. Not sure what it is over in Niagara. I think it was
1: 18. It's now uh, 15 degrees, and it's 712.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to end up getting hit with something else before this is all over, and we get to enjoy the rest of the good weather. But... Let's enjoy it while it lasts. However, like I said before, we're uh, talking history. and uh, We're not talking about weather. Nope. We did that. We did weather report. We did some uh, little bit of news, plugged a bunch of things. Now let's dive into what we're here for, starting with our headlines. headlines.
1: Headlines, 58 years ago, March 11th, 1964. Antonio Noki makes his professional wrestling debut in Honolulu, Hawaii. Twenty nine years ago on this day, 1993, uh, Adolfo uh, Brasiliano, (laughs) a.k.a. Dino Bravo, uh, was brutally murdered in his home in Vimont, uh, Quebec, Canada. He was 44. And that happened in my last year of high school. Um, on March 10th, 1993, uh, Brissiano was found shot dead in his home while watching hockey in vimont Laval, Quebec. He was shot 17 times, 7 in the head and 10 in the torso. Uh, though there were allegations that he had been involved in a cigarette smuggling ring, it was never officially proven. In the days prior to his death, uh, Brissiano confided to friends that he knew his death was imminent and uh, his murder has never been officially solved.
0: Hey, at least he went out uh, watching uh, hockey uh, in his home. But uh, there was actually a, a episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring that talked about this and the whole Montreal uh, mafia-type deal and, as you uh, mentioned, the whole, uh, I guess, bootlegging of cigarettes and stuff like that going on in the Montreal area in '93. You got, I guess, too big for uh, the big boss's uh, liking, and thanks for coming out, Dino. Um, Oddly enough, and I wasn't necessarily a big fan of Dino Bravo. I did like his uh, whole feud with Warrior and bringing in Earthquake and stuff like that, but to know he was basically Canada's uh, version of Hulk Hogan Mm -hmm. for the longest time before then became Bret Hart. But I would never have guessed it with what – I saw Dino Bravo in the late 80s and into the early 90s and his uh, bench pressing with Jesse Ventura at the Royal Rumble and stuff like that. So, And when I watched him uh, as a kid, I didn't
1: know that he had already wrestled there in the past and his hair was actually uh, um, black and uh, he was a
0: baby face for a long while. So. Yeah, and a uh, tag team champion with Dominic Nucci. Yeah, and so absolutely. I think we're going to uh, bring that up uh, also. It uh, happens uh, during this week's uh, title changes. Uh, him and Dominic uh, won the WWF tag team title. So, yeah, the things you don't realize until you look uh, further back. But, yeah, he was just a cartoon character basically with uh, Jimmy Hart or uh, Frenchie Martin. But, man, it, uh, I liked his wrestling style. And uh,
1: the, the his side slam I thought was one of the best in the business. Definitely better than mine, which I've never put, done one. Anyways, 26 years ago, um, the Steiner brothers made their surprise return, uh, 1996, to WCW and lost to the Road Warriors. March 11th, 1996, on Raw, Mark Henry made his WWF television debut in a pre-taped segment, during uh, which he gorilla press-slammed Jerry Lawler. 20 years ago, 2002 on Raw, the NWO, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan defeated Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and The Rock in a three-on-two handicap match.
0: Yeah, somebody compared that to uh, uh, recently when this anniversary of it came up that they would be the equivalent of, say, Cena and Reigns taking on the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a uh, star power is as big as that match, but I guess mm. it would be the equivalent. No,
1: I'd say back then the, rest, the wrestling audience was, I, I want to say it was larger, but I could be wrong. It's just it oh, seems- yeah. It was a little larger back then. Anyways, 12 years ago, March 11th, 2010, Ken Shamrock was suspended for one year and fined $2,500 by the California State Athletic Commission for testing positive positive for multiple drugs. The ruling came less than two weeks before Shamrock was set to face Bobby Lashley in an MMA boxing event in Pensacola, Florida. Shamrock denied uh, taking steroids, but later in a 2014 interview admitted to doing such
0: would never have seen that coming. Mm-mm. Ooh, that chammy.
1: 27 years ago, 1995, in Hawaii, Brian Adams, a.k.a. WWF's crush, was arrested on drugs and weapon charges after antibiotic steroids, unregistered semi-automatic weapons, a stun gun, and marijuana were found in his home in Hawaii. WWF fires him, uh, but hires him back in August of 96.
0: This was actually quite shocking to me as a uh, fan of Crush, not necessarily uh, rainbow bright uh, pineapple head crush, but uh, definitely was a fan of Brian Adams. And to find out that was going on, totally like blew my mind. I like Kona Crush
1: personally. I thought that was his best character, at least most popular. Um, True. And uh, I mean, I know he did it throughout his career, but man, he had one of the best damn backbreakers out there. He did it with such ease. 18 years ago, um, uh, 2004, March 13th, WWE held their first Hall of Fame ceremony since 1996 at the Hilton in New York City. The 2004 class included Jesse Ventura, Don Morocco, Tito Santana, Superstar Billy Graham, uh, Surgeon Slaughter, Greg Valentine, Bobby Heenan, Hardly Race, Pete Rose, and post humorous introductions for Big John Stud
0: and the Junkyard Dog. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a sad one with uh Bobby being uh doing that one. Actually, no. It's no, yeah, I think he was still healthy at that time. Uh, but you definitely was uh, noticing the, the cancer. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, his voice was a little
1: different, but he he had a little, I think, a little slur, but that was about it.
0: Yeah, he was still able to talk, unlike uh, how in his later years, totally unrecognizable, but good class there. uh, Definitely uh, looking back at uh, the foundation of WrestleMania. You know why he died that
1: way? It's because of all those nasty comments he made and lies. See, children? This is what happens when you lie. But it is a real shame that happened to that uh, guy. Same, same as uh, what happened to um, uh, Roger, uh, Roger Ebert. Oh, yes. Awful. Anyways, back to wrestling. 17 years ago, March 14, 2005, on Raw from Atlanta, the rockers Shawn Michaels and Marty Giannetti join forces for the first time since December 91, defeating La Resistance uh, Rob Conway and Sylvan uh, Grenier. On the same show, Jake the Snake Roberts returns for the first time since February 97 and is featured on Jericho's Highlight Reel.
0: It's good that Marty was able to get over his fear of Shawn and not have to jump through a barbershop window. I know not. One of these days, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna make a little model of that. 14 years ago, March 14th, 2008, Vince McMahon receives a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 14 years ago, March 14th, 2008, Ring of Honor made its debut in Dover, New Jersey. Between matches, the final scenes of the wrestler starring Mickey Rourke were being filmed. The scene involved Randy the Ram, played by Rourke, facing his arch-rival, the Ayatollah, played by Ernest Miller, at an ROH show. 11 years ago, uh, 2011, on Raw, Vicky Guerrero defeated Trish Stratish to reign her
0: position as general manager of Raw. Yeah, and she made a lot for herself uh, after Eddie's uh, passing. And it was good that uh, the McMahon family took care of her. Um, Nowadays, she's sporadically appearing with AEW and sometimes with Nyla Rose. Yeah, I've been uh, watching a lot
1: of uh, Dark and a little bit of the other one on YouTube. And uh, I see her out there. She uh, actually looks pretty good. She hasn't aged a whole hell of a lot. That's probably just because she's really good with the makeup. 46 years ago, March 15th, 1976, eight-time NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Danny Hodge retires from wrestling due to an automobile accident. Hodge's car went off an embankment into a river. Even though Hodge had a broken neck, he frees himself, swims, and finds his way back to the road for help. Hodge, if you remember, could still crush an apple with his bare hands up to his death in 2020.
0: Yeah, and he liked to go to uh, also hardware stores and take apart pliers with ease, which did not
1: please uh, hardware store owners. No, no, but I did not know that. Neat.
0: Yeah, I believe that uh, story that uh, Jim Ross has told a few times Mm. on Girl and Jr. 17 years ago, March fifteenth, two 2005, at a SmackDown taping
1: in Georgia, Kurt Angle defeated Marty Jannetty by submission. The appearance impressed WWE officials, and Marty was signed to a new contract. Unfortunately, a domestic incident prevented Marty from making appearances, and he was fired.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this before, how he's unfortunately his worst enemy. Though he is kind of entertaining to uh, follow on social media, especially when he claims at the age of 13 of killing somebody at a bowling alley. Mm. And also questioning whether his girlfriend's daughter is old enough to uh, hook up with. Yikes. The man has some issues. Yep, he does. And though
1: I think there should be a, um, a Marty part of the Hall of Fame, a wing where... The Marty's go because hey, the Marty's he was, a, he was a good wrestler, he was entertaining, he just wasn't, he didn't have the superstar power. That's it, but yeah. he was a great worker. And
0: uh, um, hell, I remember seeing him uh, uh, on WCW Saturday night many times. That's why they originally put him with uh, Shawn Michaels was because of his ability to uh, wrestle and get somebody as green as Shawn over, but then Shawn had the uh personality and I was just listening also to a uh, what happened no not what happened something to wrestle uh, it's a best of and they talk about the relationship between Sonny and uh, Sean but turns out Conrad uh, found out that she wrote like a PWI magazine or something like that uh, as a teenager wanting to hook up with Marty Jannetty hoping that he was uh, single because she saw him on the AWA and was like I don't see any posters I don't see this nut meanwhile she got Shawn Michaels instead I wouldn't be surprised if she got Marty at some point
1: I don't yeah, know if that don't makes know. sense to me that Marty uh, that she and Marty
0: would hook up they would have made a great I think they made would have made a great pair in wrestling Well, with the train wrecks that both of them are right now that is probably even more possible today than well, that I thought sh- I thought Sherry's long dead. No, Sonny. Oh, Sonny. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. Jamie okay. Sitch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she has to be out of jail for that to happen. 13 years ago, March 15, 2009,
1: Jeff Hardy loses his house, all of its contents, and his dog after a major fire. Hardy was serving his second suspension with the WWE when the fire occurred. 21 years ago, March 16, 2001, WCW, Monday Nitro, and WCW Thunder are both canceled by the Turner Networks. Wrestling had been a staple on Turner programming since the 1970s, beginning with Georgia Championship uh, Wrestling, and that's it. Uh, I thought there was more. It just sounded like there was going to be more. Yeah, anyways, well, is, uh, wrestling is, of course, back on TBS with AEW. Yeah, Which and is over good, on, because I'm telling you, TBS, that's why I like TBS. They had wrestling.
0: Yeah, and TNT, they have, uh, They even though they moved uh, the Dynamite show over to TBS, they have uh, still Rampage, I guess, on Fridays. And, uh, yeah, that cancellation of uh, both Nitro and Thunder definitely put the kibosh to the uh, eventual purchase that was hoped for of uh Eric Bischoff and his conglomerate that he was putting together mm-hmm. because, and once they didn't have TV to uh, deal with, that was basically a useless company. And that's why Vince was able to swoop in and get the library and some artifacts for virtually nothing. Meanwhile, you have uh, Tony Khan just recently purchasing uh, ring of honor uh upwards from thirty to forty uh, million dollars uh, is some of the rumored numbers. and you have WD who's uh, said so got WCW for I think I heard more like two point five, definitely under five million. and it's just the craziness of how, the difference in price between the two organizations
1: yeah, that, again. When that whole thing went down, the idiots with Time Warner uh, and the new people, TBS, not wanting wrestling on there, they just thought it was beneath them. And it was just to me, that's just absolute stupidity. And I bet you if they if um, those guys are still alive, someone is fucking beating the shit out of them for fucking everything up, because imagine if they never sold WCW. They didn't need the money they could have just hung on to the library and held out for a hell of a lot more than what they got for it. I know they just wanted to
0: dump it and didn't care about it, but in hindsight... Even if Bischoff had gotten to do it, the wrestling world probably would have been uh, not as low of a cycle that it did have, because you had your diehard southern WCW diehard wrestling fans and your northern ones, and you had also everybody who loved wrestling, but those Southern ones weren't willing to go to watch WWE. They stopped watching totally. Yep. And that's where the numbers went down. And, you know, I have to admit the quality that Vince was putting out went down because there was no fueling of the fire to keep it going. He was then starting to put on a show. And it's weird that at that time, WCW was considered a TV company putting on a show and vince was a wrestling company putting on shows now it's vince is a tv company because of all the billions he's getting from nbc and uh fox and AEW is the wrestling show
1: uh yeah i i i'd agree with that because wwe definitely they're their presentation is more for TV than it is for the wrestling itself. Eight years ago, March 16, 2014, CM Punk makes his final public appearance since his uh, uh, bleh, his abrupt... Abdru- oh, one of those words that my mouth just doesn't want to do. He abrupt. walked out, damn it, from WWE. He made an appearance on The Talking Dead, the post-show for the hit AMC television series, The Walking Dead. And can you believe it's been 22 years, uh, uh, March 17, 2000, that Beyond the Mat, a pro wrestling documentary directed by Barry Blumstein, uh, had its nation- nationwide release in theaters. Of course, this documentary is one of the best and well-known of all the wrestling documentaries. It followed the lives of three wrestlers outside of the ring, featuring Mick Foley, Terry Funk, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, it made just a... Um, Oh, yeah, it was just made on a uh, half a million dollar budget and intended for a limited release. A fan campaign for a full national rollout meant the film turned a profit with over two million in the box office. And I'm sure they made a hell of a lot more of that on the DVDs.
0: Oh, exactly. I know I had it in VHS and Piles with DVD. And I know uh, my wife, who is not a wrestling fan. We got her to watch that and she became a fan of, say, McFoley and stuff like that. And Jake, because of that and their behind the scenes stuff, she doesn't necessarily care to see their in ring work, but the people that they are, she uh, did uh, like. I even got her to go see McFoley uh, live in Brantford, Ontario. Uh, and and how did she, she like she, that? She enjoyed that because Good. it was storytelling and not and, the and, and show. Mick, Mick's just a lovable guy exactly so yeah that was basically my wife's gateway <laughs> in fact there should be a big push if there isn't already
1: out there uh tim allen is set to do a new santa claus movie and uh maybe mick needs to get uh, a um, special guest appearance in there should anyway. be Big events, 15 years ago, March 11th, 2007, TNA presented Destination X. 20 years ago, oh, sorry, 22 years ago, on March 12th, 2000, ECW presenting Living Dangerously, which featured a tournament for the vacated TV title. Dusty Rhodes defeated Steve Carino in a bowl rope match. Mike Awesome defeated Kid Cash to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. New Jack and Vic Grimes fought to a no contest. The match ended when New Jack and Grimes fell from a structure 25 feet high, missing the pre-set up tables and landed on the concrete floor. Grimes suffered a nerve damage while New Jack suffered permanent blindness in his right eye. And the incident is known in wrestling lore as the Danbury Fall. Insane. March 12th, 2000 Impact players Lance Storm and Justin Credible uh, defeated Raven and Mike Awesome and Tommy Dreamer and Masato Tanaka in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. And also on that same um, uh, pay-per-view or whatever the hell it was, uh, Super Crazy defeated Rhino in a tournament final to win the vacated ECW World TV belt. Ah, 16 years ago, March 12th, 2006, TNA presented another Destination X. Scott Steiner would make his teeny debut
0: on this one. <coughs> yeah. Oh, actually, it's one of the other ones that was a, uh, a bad one. Ah,
1: oh, you can make turd noises. I don't care. <laughs> make them anytime you want. Six years ago, March 12, thousand and sixteen, WWE presented Roadblock from the Rico Coliseum in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This was a special that aired on WWE Network.
0: Ever been to the Rico Coliseum? No, that's one that I have not gone to. Not even for a Marley's game. I believe uh, that's the
1: old. Um, is that the old automotive building at the CNE, or it's one of those buildings? It's one of the buildings at the CNE. Yes. All right, 17 years ago, March 13th, 2005, TNA presented another Destination X. And 11 years ago, uh, 2011, on the same day, TNA presented Victory Road from the Impact Zone. The show is best remembered for Sting, defeating a drug-induced Jeff Hardy. This is one of my favorite matchups. This was a hot topic for a long time, as the question was, why would anyone let a drugged-up performer be allowed to even go out there, let it alone perform? try to perform uh the event won wrestling observers newsletters worst major show award for that year and the main event sting vs jeff hardy would win the publication's uh worst worked match award
0: and And now they're
1: jeff hardy anyone when it comes to jeff hardy and bitching and moaning what wwe did i'm sorry but jeff hardy He he had how many chances over the years? They kept giving him chances. Yes, they 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 did it. uh, They made the wrong call. But the amount of money and time that WWE poured into him during these times and the money that they lost because of him being the way that he is. Like you got to give WWE some slack on that. But, of course, people don't want to do that. They just want to, oh, leave Jeff Hardy alone. No, Jeff Hardy is a fucking
0: douchebag. He's a great wrestler, but he's a douchebag. Yeah, and then magically, even though he was still under contract, and this is where it's kind of questionable and WWE could eventually sue, but I don't think they're going to bother because it is Jeff Hardy and the wrong call was made, but uh, Jeff Hardy – uh, announced before he was even out of his WWE contract officially his 90 days that he was going to AEW and sure enough, the day his contract uh, was officially expired after his uh, release, he's in AEW rescuing his brother who's getting beaten down by people in the ring, but he took time to have his music play and dance his way down to the ring. Mm -hmm. And he's also now teaming up with sting and Darby Allen. So good luck stinger.
1: See those right. things
0: to me the way that they play out. They've kind of done that
1: stuff before, but it may never makes any sense. Okay, you're th- already there. Why weren't you out there a little sooner? And obviously, he had time to go. Hey, music guy, here's my tape. Make sure you play it. I'm gonna dance and like, uh, and the whole th- yeah. the whole quick turnaround of, of uh, Jeff Hardy's group there whatever the hell the GHwj or whatever the hell they were called um, turning on him uh, it was just uh, the, you know the, I, I like the wrestling I love dark and all that I, I mean my god there's there hasn't been a time yet that I go on YouTube and I go click on it I, I'm I'm watching another dark or another like it's always new matches um God bless them
0: for that. Because uh, I don't
1: care about the storylines
0: and all that crap. I just want to watch the wrestling. True. And I don't know if Tony, Tony Khan, since he's doing all of the booking himself, has a full grasp on logical booking as opposed to I'm a fan, uh, Mark booking type deal. But it is what it is.
1: Uh, 35 years ago, March 14th, 1987, uh, NBC aired the 10th edition of WWF Saturday night's main event from Detroit, Michigan. This event featured a Rowdy Piper tribute video for his forthcoming retirement at WrestleMania 3. Uh, it was set to Frank Sinatra's My Way, and it was forthcoming, not his fourth coming retirement. I don't think he had that many retirements, but No, it's could. not Terry Funk
0: or uh yeah. Mick Foley or even uh, uh Tom Brady. Oh god, Tom Brady that's awesome. Ah,
1: Randy Savage defeated George Steele by count out to retain the WWF IC mm-hmm. belt. Hercules Hernandez last eliminated Billy Jack Haynes to win a 20-man battle royal. King Kong Bundy defeated Jake the Snake Roberts by DQ. The Hart Foundation defeated Tito Santana and Dan Spivey to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. And Ricky Steamboat defeated the Iron Sheik. 23 years ago, March 14, 1999, WCW presented Uncensored 1999. In 18 years ago, March 14th, 2004, WWE presented WrestleMania 20, where it all begins
0: again. Yeah, I'm hoping to be able to do a list like we did with the Royal Rumble and maybe do a special with the first 10 WrestleManias so we can break them down a little bit better and uh, give more substance to them and honor to the WrestleMania uh, legacy. And then we have Uncensored, which was not uncensored uh, i think we're going to talk about that next week when we uh talk about uncensored 95 their f- very first one and the uh craziness that went on with that including dustin rhodes and blacktop bully getting fired for a match that went too far and no. of course there's the you know, big tower cage with the mega powers and uh, coalition to destroy Hulkmania. So, we we'll
1: that was one of probably definitely in my top 10 of worst executed matches. And you think the time and the money it took for them to build that cage and then, you know, to have two rings set up, the extra money they spent and to have like you could tell Tony Schiavone had no clue what the fucking rules were. Like nobody knew exactly what what the
0: heck yeah. this was. So that'll be a preview to in next week's show when we uh, talk about it. Yeah, a little bit deeper dive and uh, the confusion and f- what Uncensored was supposed to be and what it turned out to be. And it is a joy to watch, mind you. Not just because Zeus is there.
1: <laughs> uh, title changes 29 years ago, March 11th, 1993 in London, England. Sting defeated Big Ben Vader to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 39 years ago, March 12th, 1983, Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood defeated Sergeant Slaughter and Don Carnoodle in a steel cage match to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Always a lovely name to say. Don Carnoodle. I know. I was thinking that. Carnoodle. You know, instead of Kennedy. Carnoodle. 29 years ago, March 12, 1993, Jimmy Superfly Snuka defeated Glenn Osborne in a tournament final to win the ECW Television Belt. March 12th, 2000, uh, oh, March 12th, the year 2000, Impact players Lance Storm and Just Incredible defeated Raven and Mike Awesome and Tommy Dreamer and Masato Tanaka in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. And also on that same card, Super Crazy defeated Rhino in a tournament final to win the vacated ECW World Television Championship. 20 years ago, on March 12, 2002, at a SmackDown taping, Maven defeated Al Snow to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. And 19 years ago, at a NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Tennessee, Laney oh, pardon me, Leilani Kai defeated Madison in a dark match to win the NWA World's Women's Championship back in 2003. Santa? Uh, yes. 18 years ago, March 12th, 2004, in Tokyo, Japan, Uh, Kenzuki can, yeah, I said that right. Kenzuki Sazaki defeated Hiroshi Tenzan to win the IWGP heavyweight championship. March 12, 2004, Brian Danielson and Curryman defeated Ghetto and Jado to win the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team championship.
0: Also, uh, some people might not realize that good old Curryman is actually. Christopher
1: Daniels. Oh, nice. And speaking of Christopher Daniels, on that same day, 2006, though, he defeated Samoa Joe and AJ Styles in an Ultimate X match to win the TNA X Division Championship. Twelve years ago, on March 12, 2010, Chessman defeated Hernandez and Marco uh, Colerino. Carleone in a three way dance to win the triple A Ray de Rays King of Kings tournament. Also, on the 12th, 2010, Electroshock defeated
0: El Massis and Mr. Anderson. Electroshock definitely had uh, oh. the uh, costume to him a uh, whole bodysuit of uh, basically a skinned person. Oh, okay. Here. Yeah, yikes. In a triple
1: match to win the AAA World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that same type of bodysuit, but put that on El Guiante?
0: Well. See, that's why they added the fur. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost the same except for the fur. 22 years ago, March thirteenth,
1: 2000, on Raw's War, Dean Malenko defeated S.A. Rios to win the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship, holding it eight days short of a year. March 13th, 2000, earlier in the day, Pete Gass uh, defeated Crash Holly at a New Newark airport to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. But during Raw, Crash would win it back from Mr. Gas.
0: That was when the fun uh, was happening yes. with uh, Crash being the uh, Hardcore t- Champion. And they kind of are trying to do that with the 24-7 title, but I, I'm not feeling it the same as when Crash did it. And we were at the airports or uh, different uh, amusement uh, playlands and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that one was great. Jerry Lawler's commentator commentating was fantastic on the one where they were in the playland. 21 years ago, March 13, 2001, at a Sunday night heat taping in California, Crash Holly defeated Dean Malenko to win the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. March 13, 2005, Christopher Daniels uh, defeated AJ Styles, Alex Skipper, and Ron Killings in an Ultimate X Challenge to win the TNA X Division Championship. Also on the 13th, 2011, Mexican America, Rosita and defeated Angelina Love and Winter to win the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, people would recognize Rosita as actually Selena Vega or Queen Selena right now in WD, one half of the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions.
1: Oh, nice. 44 years ago, March 14th, 1978, in Philly. Dino Bravo and Dominic Nanucci defeated Mr. Fuji and Professor Tanaka to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 35 years ago, March 14, 1987, in Atlanta, Georgia, Ivan Koloff and Dick Murdoch defeated uh, Ron Garvin and Barry Windham to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship.
0: Yeah, it just seems like a very oddly mixed tag Frankentag uh, team there with Murdoch and Koloff. Murdoch and Koloff.
1: March 14th, 1999, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko defeated Kurt Henning and Barry Windham in the Lumberjack match to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. And on that same show, Bucker T defeated Scott Steiner to win the WCW World TV belt. In that same show, in 99, Ric Flair defeated Hollywood Hogan in a first blood steel cage match to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Flair did, in fact, bleed first, yet the referee, Charles Robertson never stopped the match. Flair won when Hogan's shoulders were down, while Flair had the figure four leg lock applied. The win also gave Flair complete control of WCW. This was another, yet another misstep in the storyline. Why have a first blood match if you can still
0: win by pinning someone?
1: But and, hey, and be bleeding WCW. at the same time.
0: And be bleeding at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, this all happened on Uncensored 99. <laughs> yeah. How is this making sense? I don't know. Mm, it's WCW.
1: 22 years ago, March 14th, 2000, in Yokohama, Japan, Nayoga, uh sorry, Naoya Ogawa uh, defeated Dan Severin, ending Severin's 1,479-day reign to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 12 years ago, on March 14th, 2010, Adam Pearce defeated Blue Demon Jr. and Phil Shatter in a three-way bout to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And now he's running Raw in SmackDown. And March 14th, 2011, King Seamus defeated Daniel Bryan in a career versus title match to win the WWE United States Championship. All right. Well, we're not quite halfway through, and we're at forty one minutes. So we're still going to go through everything, but we might skip a few uh, paragraphs here and there. We're going to go to deaths now. 15 years ago, uh, 2007, wrestling legend Arnold Scullen passes away. He was 82 and that's for March 13th. The super spotlight is for test. Uh, It was 13 years ago in 2009 on March 13th that Andrew Robert Patrick Martin, best known to wrestling fans as Tess, was found dead in his home in Tampa, Florida. He was just 33. He did train with Bret Hart and fellow Canadian wrestler Leo Burke, and he debuted in 97 on the Canadian Independent Circuit and wrestled as Martin Kane and TJ Thunder.
0: Yeah, so... uh... As you said, he was uh, from Whitby, Ontario. Died uh, or debuted uh, in October of '97. Trained by Brett Leo Burke and Dory Funk Jr. He worked for WWF, WWE, the ECW version of uh, or WWE's ECW uh, show, and he briefly was in TNA. He lucky guy, overachiever, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, being able to date Stacy Keebler and Kelly 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 was his last girlfriend and uh, basically she still I think today is a little devastated by the, the passing of uh, Andrew but has moved on mind you uh, with other another relationship and I think you got married but it took a toll on her uh, that loss so uh, uh, understandable uh, in that regards people will also remember him as uh about to marry stephanie mcmahon uh he feuded with shane and the mean street posse in a lover or lever thing at uh SummerSlam. but uh, he won that only to lose her to triple h uh, when stephanie got drugged up by uh, may young and moolah and he uh, got married in the uh drive-through white wedding chapel in las vegas so kind of went downhill from there, uh, was a member of the corporation and the Un-Americans, but just basically floated, unfortunately, uh, the rest of the time. He appeared in movies like uh, Grindhouse, uh, a voice of, uh, for one of the Kim Possible movies, and an episode of uh, 18 Wheels of Justice. He made it as high as number 37 in PWI 500 in 2001. As far as titles goes, he had a uh, two-time hardcore champion, one-time European champion, one-time Intercontinental champion, and a WWF and WCW tag team title reign with Booker T. So that is, in a nutshell, Andrew Tess Martin, a Canadian who left us way too soon. Yes, and... uh Another little
1: note, it was later determined that Martin had suffered from chronic traumatic uh, encephalopathy. Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, But it's the same form of brain damage that Chris Benoit suffered prior to his death a few months earlier. Moving on to birthdays. And yeah, it does suck that he uh, did go because he was, I I didn't mind him. Uh, He was just a little below Kevin Nash in my eyes. I have a t-shirt of his. And in, in Kevin Nash in the WWF days, I'm not counting the other stuff. Anyway, March 11th, Pitbull. Number one, Gary Wolf is 55. And March 12th would have been the 98th birthday of Joni Mae Young. And we all love May Young. And uh, too bad it wasn't her real breasts that she showed. Anyways, March 12th, uh, Hiedo uh, Tommy uh, Kenta. Turned Turns 41. On March 3rd, Matt Jackson turns 37. The 14th of March, Santino Marella turns 48. Rath, Brian Clark, or Adam Baum, whatever you want to call him, he turns 58. Uh, March 15th, the Iron Sheik, fuck yeah, baby, turns
0: 80. We're going to talk about him in just a couple minutes.
1: All right. Jordan Devlin turns 32. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, MJF, turns 26. Henry O. Godwin turns 58. Steve Armstrong is 57. Samoa Joe, oh, and that was, sorry, the latter. Uh, Henry and Steve are on March 16th. And the 17th of March is Samoa Joe turning 43. And Test would have turned 47.
0: And that takes oh, us to
1: our other spotlight
0: uh, on uh, the this Iron Sheik. You can uh, do this one, too, if you want. Yeah, uh, so we can get through it quick. <laughs> Iron Sheik, uh, born March 14th. Happy birthday, Sheiky. Uh, he's from Tyran, Iran, uh, trained by Vern Ganya and Billy Robinson, debuted in 1973, retired in 2007. Has a huge presence still on social media, thanks to some people that help uh, basically manage him. Uh, had a wonderful uh, documentary on uh, that's available on Amazon Prime. My wife, another one, that uh, was able to watch that one and sit through it. Loves Aaron Sheik for his uh, interesting comments and always telling Hulk Hogan to go fuck himself. Uh, he was a gold medal winner in Greco-Roman wrestling in 1971. Uh, he also went by the name of uh, Ali Basiri, Colonel Mustafa, and the great Hossein Arab. Um, in his uh, documentary, it's talked about how his daughter was uh, murdered, and that uh, definitely took a toll on him, and rightfully so. He appeared uh, uh, in the tale of Three Muhammads, Operation Belvis Bash, Kenny versus Spenny, Robot Chicken, and multiple appearances on the Howard Stern Show. He's a former soldier in the Imperial Iranian Army, married Cheryl uh, Peterson on March 21st, 1976. So they're coming up to their uh, 46th uh, anniversary later on this month. But surprisingly enough, Mean Gene Orkerlin was his best man. Nice. I discovered that and was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. And, of course, uh, some of his awards and accolades includes the George uh, Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2016, NWA Hall of Fame in 2008, WD Hall of Fame in 2005, one-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, one-time World Tag Team Champion, and 17 more championships from around the world. Uh, I guess one of the biggest things with Sheikhi, Also is the fact that there's rumor that Vern Gagne did not want him dropping the title to Hogan in that Madison Square Garden fight in January of 1984 and wanted him to actually break Hogan's leg and bring the belt to the AWA. He was going to get paid a lot of money, but thankfully, as much as he may hate Hulk Hogan and want him to go fuck himself, he had integrity and dropped the title as the transitional champion that he was taking it from Backlund and dropping it to Hogan. So, you know, he might be crazy. He might be an amazing guy at the same time. He's quite the character. So once we, again, happy birthday, Shiki, 80 years old. And I believe he's still currently the uh, oldest living former uh, WWE champion in history. Nice. They need to
1: make a statue for him.
0: Um, yeah, the Sheiky, uh,
1: yeah, the, if you haven't watched that uh, documentary, it actually will change how you look at the Sheik. Um, just uh, actually really amazing guy. Moving on to the big events. 25 years ago, March 15th, 97, ECW presented Hostile City Showdown from the ECW Arena in Philly. Uh, 13 years ago, March 15th, 2009, TNA presented Destination X. And the show did not get good reviews. Um, Some I'm not going to skip, but I'm just not going to give the full details. Uh, 24 years ago, on the 15th of March, WCW presented Uncensored 98, which I think was much better than 99. And again, uh, 25 years ago, on March 16th, WCW presented another Uncensored 97. Team Malenko defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. And Ultimo Dragon defeated Psychosis. Buff Bagwell defeated Scotty Riggs in a strap match. We had Harlem Heat defeating the Public Enemy in a Texas Tornado match. And then the rest is just shit because we had Team Now. Kevin Nash and all, and you know what I'm just at uh, t- yeah NWO against Team Piper and blech. twenty NWC years ago, March seventeenth, two thousand and two, WWF presented WrestleMania eighteen, Uh the one and only from the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which is kind of funny because it was one before that so the one and only kind of was funny anyways um, 68,237 were in attendance and me and Sean were two of those this remains the last Wrestlemania to take place outside the United States it was also the last to bear the WWF name two months after the event a court ordered uh, order forced the name change from WWF to WWE And it featured icon versus icon as the rock faced Hulk Hogan and the 10th victory at a WrestleMania for The Undertaker when he beat Ric Flair. And beforehand, the streak had not been acknowledged.
0: Yeah, that was uh, interesting. After he beat Ric Flair and was bloody, he's on the ring apron. And all of a sudden, he just started putting up all the fingers. And that was the first time that they acknowledged that that was 10 in a row for him taking out... uh, Flair and Arn Anderson was involved in that. I'm a little pixel in history, uh 18 rows off the floor facing the hard camera, and I guarantee you cannot find myself. I know the area I was in, but there's no distinct sign that I can say, hey, look for that sign, and there I am. But they should have probably put because of the way the fans reacted, Hogan versus Rock should have closed up the show because Absolutely. the fans Stole the uh, show on that one with the emotion. And unfortunately, the women and also Jericho and Triple H had nothing to come back from. Yeah.
1: Um, and hopefully they will. there will be another event at Sky Dome eventually because uh, they are going to be dumping a lot of money into this, the old Sky Dome, now called Rogers Center, because they are not tearing it down. They are actually just going to refurbish it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Title changes, 42 years ago, March 15th, 1980, in Kawasaki, Japan, Monster Rippa, which is of Faye in the WWF, defeated Jackie Sato to win the WWWA World Singles Championship. March 15th, ninety-seven, the Dudley Boys defeated the Eliminators to win the ECW Tag Belts. 19 years ago, March 15th, 2003, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, the Amazing Red and AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan to win the ROH Tag Team Belts. Also on, yep, also on the fifteenth, two thousand and nine, AJ Styles defeated Booker T to become the new TNA Legends Champion and first Grand Slam Champion in TNA history. And on that same show, Suicide defeated Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, Consequences Creed, and Jay Lethal in an Ultimate X match to become the new TNA X Division champions. A champion. Twenty-eight years ago, March 16th, 94, in Tokyo, Her- Oh, there's another burp. Hiroshi Haas defeated Rick Rude to win the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. Eight days later, Rude would regain the title. Man, that pizza is coming up on me. Better hurry up and get this done. March 16th, 97, Dean Malenko defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. 24 years ago, also on the 16th, 98, at a Raw's War, Triple H defeated Owen Hart via referee stoppage to win the WWF European Championship. 14 years ago, on the 16th, 2008 ray de rays in mexico uh, Cibre, Cibre Nenico, uh defeated el Macias to win the triple a heavyweight championship on the same show el zorro uh defeated abasomo uh, negro jr uh, mr nebula or nebla that's probably better nebla and alan stone in an elimination match to win the 2008 raid raised tournament Forty-one years ago, March seventeenth, nineteen eighty-one, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, the Moondogs defeated Tony Garea and Rick Martel to win the WWF Tag Team Belts. A Moondog King would replace would be replaced by a Moondog Spot about two months later when legal issues prevented King from
0: re-entering American soil from Canada. Yeah, so Rick Martel, Moondog one of those guys, but. Like Dino Bravo, you didn't realize was there before and held titles. I thought Rick Martel got there as a Can Am connection okay. and the Strike Force and yep. the model. <clears throat> 29 years
1: ago, March 17th, 1993, in Dublin, Ireland, Big Van Vader defeated Sting to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship just six days after losing the title to Sting in London. 25 years ago, March 17th, ninety-seven, on Raw's War, Sid defeated Bret in a steel cage match to retain the WWF Championship. The bout, just six days before WrestleMania 13, set up Sid versus The Undertaker for the title. Had Bret won, he would have defended the WWF Championship in a submission match with Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: That's a match that didn't need the title. No. Mm.
1: 21 years ago, March 17, 2001, Scott Norton defeated Kenz- Kenzuke Suzuki to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 20 years ago, March 17th, 2002, Al Canuck uh, defeated Paurita Morgan, Cybernetico, and Octagon in an elimination match to win the Ray de Rays tournament. Ole! lay. Uh, 13 years ago, March 17, 2009, on a SmackDown taping in Corpus Christi, Texas, MVP defeated Shelton Benjamin to win the WWE United States Championship. Nine years ago, also on the 17th, 2013, in Mexico, El Massis, uh defeated La Parca and Canuck in an elimination match to win the Triple Ray to Rays tournament. On the same, same show, Fabi Apache defeated Lufisto. Marie Apache and Tara Velcre in an elimination match to win the vacated triple A uh, Rene du Rene championship. All right. And the last thing we have to do before we get out of here, and we don't have a lot of time to do it, to remain at an hour. So if you want to leave now, you can. And this is the last thing. So um, we'll do this. It is the Raw and Nitro going head-to-head. WCW Monday Nitro was held in the First Star Center in Cincinnati, Ohio on March fifteenth, nineteen 1999. Singles match, we had Ming defeating Jerry Lin in about four minutes. Uh, Rick Steiner defeated Chris Adams in a little over three. WCW World Cruiserweight title match. Ray Mysterio Jr. defeated Kidman in a almost 10-minute match, and I'm sure that was good. Uh, WCW World Tag Team title match. Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko defeated Hugh Morse and The Barbarian with Jimmy Hart, and that one was about nine minutes. Um, Back to single matches. Stevie Ray defeated Horace in about four minutes, and Disco Inferno defeated Conan, at nine almost 10 minutes. God, a lot of decent, decent show as far as time matches. And WCW World Television title Booker T defeated Chris Jericho by DQ in 13 minutes. And the tag team match Hollywood Hogan and Kevin Nash defeated Goldberg and Ric Flair in nine minutes and a half. Overall, a pretty good show. Big names. Uh, the match durations were really decent for uh, television taping um
0: let's see what was over on raw yeah over on raw uh, march 15th 1999 it uh, took place at the san jose arena in san jose california road dog uh, defeated val venus to win the wf intercontinental championship in three minutes Yikes. Shane McMahon defeated gerald briscoe and pat patterson in a two-on-one handicap match in two and a half minutes Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett, the tag team champions with Deborah in their corner, defeated the public enemy to retain their tag team titles in just under two minutes. Really short matches going on, and we're setting up for WrestleMania, I believe, at this point. But, wow. Uh, Big Boss Man uh, and Midian ended in a no contest in a steel cage match. Those are two guys I do not want to see in a steel cage. Billy Gunn defeated Hardcore Hawley to win the WWF Hardcore Championship in seven minutes. And your main event, Steve Austin and Mankind versus The Rock and Paul White, ended in a no contest in 11 minutes and 46 seconds. So, yeah, this was setting up towards WrestleMania, I want to say 15, yeah, 99. So WrestleMania 15. And yeah, just probably a show full more of shenanigans. I'm trying to think with how short things were if they were at two hours, but they probably were a two-hour mark at this point. So there was a lot of probably backstage segments Mm -hmm. and in-ring stuff compared to what WCW presented. So yeah, I didn't have
1: uh, time on the Big Boss Man versus Media, and I don't know how long that long that match went. I think all in all, a little less wrestling than the other show, but uh, you're you're getting some uh, big names and hell, you got a steel cage match. Uh, no matter who's in it, seeing a steel cage. Not you no, know, I I've I don't think I've been to a show that's had a steel cage match. You have, um, yeah. but I can't recall up the top of my head. Um, not in WWF, in, yeah. in Independence, yes, but not WWF. Uh, right, that is it for this week in wrestling history, which, of course, is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, ktsideseats.com, and most importantly from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And a big thank you, as always, to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com and sportsbook betting casino games. Look them up, stay cool, and bet responsibly. And of course, exactly. as always, thanks to Oliver, John's listeners, and
0: everyone else there that uh, does occasionally listen to us. Yes. And uh want wish everybody a happy thank- uh, Thanksgiving, uh, St. Patrick's Day. I don't know what I was thinking there, just trying to get through this. Uh, but yeah, drink responsibly and uh, enjoy your time. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with uh, more history. And be sure, as I said, to stop by our uh, Facebook page, Vote Daily on the Ontario Indie March Madness Tournament. A lot of great talent here in Ontario to be considered and maybe even discover for the first time. So until next time, have a great night.